Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental or emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he's gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as he or she personally chooses, while accepting full responsibility for his or her own individual thoughts, feelings, behaviors, and actions. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares, and by listening to this program, you're acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to The Last Symptom. I'm Brian Barnett, the creator of The Last Symptom and host of the show. Marilyn from the United States on Friday, September 17th, so just this past Friday from the time I'm sitting down and recording this show, set aside time out of her busy life so that she could sit down and write a bad review for this show and then post it for all to see on Apple Podcasts. This must have been really personal for her because she really took her time. My policy for these sorts of things is that if you're going to go out of your way to publicly air your criticism, which is your right to do, by the way, And if that criticism includes a lot of falsehoods, lies, or unfair assumptions, which is also your right, then in some cases, I'm going to exert my right to publicly respond to it. And that's what I've decided to do today. Here's what Marilyn says about the Last Symptom podcast, and we'll just go part by part here and kind of break it down. She says the first few episodes are worth listening to, but mid-season one, until at least season three, he contradicts himself numerous times. I don't. I've never contradicted myself, and that's why she can't provide an example here of when I have contradicted myself. But nevertheless, just because you don't understand the subtleties of what I'm saying and you think it's a contradiction does not mean I've contradicted myself. But she says, numerous times uh, I've contradicted myself, and the show, she puts that in air quotes, becomes more about himself and promoting his paid classes, again, air quotes around classes, I don't know what that means, than about presenting relevant information slash stories about emotional health. feel like I need to point out that this class that is bothering her so much is two weeks intense relevant information and stories about emotional health but she's she doesn't want to go there let me ask you something you folks who are listening to me if you're me and you have a program that you know can do tremendous good for people and the evidence overwhelmingly supports this by the way 
you don't have to take my word for it. Lots of people have already taken that program she's talking about, and they aren't shy about saying how great it has been for them. And It's not because I'm twisting their arms or begging them to say good things about it. But if you're me and you have this program that you put tremendous amounts of effort into and that you know can do tremendous good for people who are suffering, what would you do? Would you keep it a secret? Would you never talk about it? Would you pretend that the program doesn't exist? You're doing this show, so you're in my place, and you're doing this show, publishing it every week, and you have this program that you know can do tremendous good for people, and you have this platform, this this podcast, what would you do? Would, would you keep it a secret? Would you never talk about it? Would you pretend that the program doesn't exist? Let you think about that for a minute. Or how about this? Would you instead be sure to mention it often to give people who could benefit from it the best possible opportunity to know that it exists and to take advantage of it if they want to? Well, apparently this hasn't occurred to Marilyn. Why not? Because it seems Marilyn is bitter and she's not very emotionally honest. You know, the only explanations Marilyn can come up with for anything involving me are negative. But if Marilyn would just be emotionally honest with herself and be fair to me and take a few minutes to give me the benefit of the doubt, other more reasonable explanations might come to her but she hasn't done that because she's unhappy and not very emotionally honest and all she cares about is taking out her unhappiness on something Marilyn goes on to say he that being me says he has authentically recovered from borderline personality disorder yet he clearly displays symptoms and is defensive of any feedback unless it is glowing praise. What Marilyn means here is that Marilyn should be able to criticize me publicly and I should just bend over and take it with a big old smile on my face even when what Marilyn is publicly saying about me to the entire world is either outright false or entirely emotionally dishonest. The most curious part is this. Marilyn imagines that because I sometimes respond to things like this, you guys have no idea how often I get these sorts of messages and how often do you hear me reply or even talking about these things? Very infrequently. But Marilyn imagines that because I sometimes respond to things like this in order to set the record straight that this is actually a symptom 
of borderline personality disorder. What do you think? If somebody was publicly slandering you or your work and you had a platform where you could respond to some of it and try to set the record straight, wouldn't you do that from time to time? Or would you just always let the slander stand unchallenged? People like Marilyn want to be able to publicly insult you and slander you and for you to just bend over and take it with a smile and if you don't bend over and take it it's because you can't handle criticism according to Marilyn let me tell you what a fair criticism is this is an example of what would be a fair criticism the audio quality of your show isn't very good that would be a fair criticism or how about this you said you were going to address such and such a topic but then you failed to do so that's fair criticism what is not fair criticism is this Brian Barnett is a liar Brian Barnett didn't really rid himself of borderline personality disorder Brian Barnett talks all the time about his intensive course that can change your life because he's a bad person. These are not fair criticisms. Any genuine person who takes just a few minutes to consider all of the facts knows that these sorts of things are patently false. They're lies told by emotionally dishonest people. Marilyn goes on to say, He claims his paid, pre-recorded online courses are thorough, but often admits, proudly, that he does not bother learning about emotional health slash BPD because he believes he is cured. That's a lie. I don't believe I'm cured. I am cured. And only presents his personal experience and opinions, far from being thorough on the topic as he claims. Let me ask you something. What would you think about a college course on writing that teaches you every single thing you need to know in order to be a great writer? That would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? But wait a second. What if you find out that this course that only teaches you every single thing you need to know to be a great writer does not also dedicate time teaching you how to misspell words and how to use grammar and punctuation incorrectly. Would you complain that because this college course doesn't purposely teach you how to misspell words and use grammar and punctuation incorrectly that it's not quote-unquote thorough Well, if you're Marilyn, you might, because it sounds like this sort of thinking makes sense to her. The reality is that there is no reason to teach you things that are wrong and that are only going to hinder your ability to be a great writer. It's not even the focus of the course. 
the purpose of the course is for you to come out of it having learned all of the right stuff and none of the wrong stuff. The objective is to omit anything that is pointless misdirection and focus on what matters so that you can be a great writer. I don't have to bother learning about what other people say about recovering from borderline personality disorder, Marilyn, because I've done it for real myself and they haven't. I don't have to continue trying to figure out how it's done or continue evaluating what other people have to say about it. What about this is difficult for you to understand, Marilyn? However you're choosing to overcomplicate this, and for whatever reasons you're choosing to overcomplicate this, it's not complicated. Once you've walked to the grocery store from your house ten times, and you know every route possible to get there, you don't continue asking people for directions. And if somebody advises you to take a route that you know from first-hand experiences is illogical, more difficult, and a mile longer than it needs to be, you don't take their advice seriously, do you? Especially when the person giving you the advice has never actually walked from your house to the store before. You don't say to yourself, oh, well, Forget everything I know. This person says I should walk this other route that I've already tried and was horrible. So that's what I'm going to do. The sorts of stuff Marilyn is complaining about me disregarding are routes that I walked. I've already walked them. They're shitty routes. The last Symptom Fundamentals course is the only route that makes sense. It's thorough. It teaches you everything you need to know. And it doesn't get sidetracked and waste time with things that are false ideals or speculation or things that are completely discredited. Except to explain why they are discredited in some cases. So I know this explanation isn't going to sway good old Marilyn any because she doesn't seem to be a very emotionally honest person but for everybody else I hope you can see that when she talks about thoroughness it is not really thoroughness she's interested in Marilyn seems to be a person who is more interested in talking about a problem than in really doing something about it the more conflicting theories and philosophies she can consume This is what she apparently places value on. Because as long as a person is consuming and entertaining an endless amount of pseudo-related information, whether it's contributing to any real progress or change or advancement or not, that person can feel like they're actually doing something, even when they're not. That's not doing anything. You're not getting anywhere. You're wasting time and delaying 
That's what you're doing. Taking comfort in the illusion of doing something and getting somewhere. But it's just an illusion. Anybody doing this is going to find themselves exactly in the same place 10, 20 years down the road. They're going to know all these things. I've read all these books, be able to quote all these things and speak about it very superficially. But they're not going to be anywhere different as far as their emotional health is concerned. So it's really an idiotic use of energy and time all under this false and emotionally dishonest guise of thoroughness. She goes on to say, he, that being me, spends the first 20 to 30 plus minutes of each episode rambling and promoting his paid courses. He dedicates several episodes to people who have paid for those classes in order to promote his sales. All the while, he repeatedly goes on about how so many mental health professionals are frauds for charging money but not providing accurate information. I don't see what the problem is with that. If I charge you for a service and I don't deliver what you're paying me for, and I've, I've led you to believe that I can provide that service, and I charge you anyway for that service, that's the very definition of a fraudulent transaction. Just to be specific here, I don't, and I have never, accused some individuals within the professional community of being frauds for charging for their services. I've never pointed to the professional community charging a fair wage as a way to paint them as frauds. Every single person who performs a service for somebody deserves a fair wage. That includes myself, that includes any of you out there listening, and it includes Marilyn too. But I do often point out that many in the professional community are frauds because they lack any genuine insight about emotional disorders. This is the thing that makes those individuals frauds, not that they charge for their time, but they, they give you nothing of value in return. So it's no different than if I take my truck to the mechanic for an oil change, but he doesn't know how to change oil. He leads me to believe that he knows how to change oil. And he charges me as much or more than somebody else who could have changed my oil for real. The fact that he charged me is not what makes him a fraud. What makes him a fraud is the fact that he claims to be able to change my oil when he can't. The fact that he has charged me a fee for his time doesn't make him a fraud. Having to pay him a fee is an injustice, but it's not evidence that he is a fraud. The injustice going on within the professional community as a whole are the individuals within that community who charge outlandish fees. 
while not providing you with any real insights or answers and often they even tell you things that are outright false that will in fact keep you enslaved to your disorder rather than help you authentically escape it but Marilyn thinks that stuff is valuable anyway and that if you leave that stuff out you're not being thorough no that's not how it works Marilyn there is it there is such thing as information that will keep you enslaved to your disorder rather than help you authentically escape it and that's the type of stuff that I discredit or omit entirely so that it's not a distraction what I suspect is that Marilyn is as intellectually smart as any of the rest of us but making no effort to understand my real messages because she doesn't care and why doesn't she care because she doesn't like me and that's what I mean when I say that Marilyn is not an emotionally honest person for whatever reason I rub her the wrong way and so she has to come up with reasons that support her not liking me and unfortunately what this has amounted to is a bunch of nonsense and speculation on her part mind reading and that sort of thing all going through a negative critical filter I don't know what Marilyn's work is but I guarantee you that she does not do it for free all the time but again Marilyn's not a very emotionally honest individual if Marilyn enjoys her work and she wants to be able to do it at all that work needs some sort of financial support it doesn't matter how well-intentioned Marilyn is she can't give 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 for free because what is the only outcome with that model no electricity no food no housing no car no gasoline no internet and if you don't have those things what else do you not have the means to do your work Marilyn knows this perfectly well and yet Marilyn has crafted her ridiculous criticisms in a way to purposefully omit this reality from her reasoning when it comes to the very few modest services that I charge for her obsession with the last symptom two-week intensive course and the fact that I charge for it and that I frequently advertise it is just about the most ridiculous thing to be bothered by that I can imagine here's her interpretation that I use the last symptom podcast only as a vehicle to sell people an online course because I'm a bad person and I want people's money think about the obvious underlying attitudes fueling such a ridiculous critical interpretation of something that is not at all negative (laughs) it's so not negative that it's like somebody searching for a reason to complain about flowers and rainbows the underlying attitude fueling her interpretation of my work is that I'm bad I'm out to get people that I have rotten intentions that I'm getting rich and on and on 
Well, Marilyn, you're wrong. And you're not a very emotionally honest person. Here's the truth about me and the last symptom fundamentals intensive course. Number one, I did this work for nearly two years straight, putting in 10 and 12 hour days and trying to help as many people as I could, which involved hundreds of people every day. And I did it entirely at no cost to anybody but myself. I sacrificed sleep, energy, time, and yes, my own money, worrying about others and trying to help as many people as I could. This reality, which hundreds of people out there will attest to, does not harmonize with your critical, dishonest, unhappy interpretation of me. Number two, in order for you to be able to listen to this podcast at all, my work needs to be supported. And I think you've been a freeloader, Marilyn. That's the only way that you could be so critical of this. The only way you can listen to this show at all is that people support it. And I don't think you're one of them. If my work doesn't generate any financial support, I can't do it. I realize, Marilyn, that in your mind, the fact that I'm not still giving away all of my time, attention, energy, and resources for free after four years makes me a bad person. But I would be out on the street living in a tent. And if I'm living out on the street in a tent, Marilyn, how productive and helpful do you reckon I can be? You're either not very bright or you're not not a very emotionally honest person. And the fact that according to you, you've listened to all three seasons of this podcast that I have invested my own time, money, energy, and attention in, and that you then consumed at absolutely no cost whatsoever to yourself, but that then you took time out of your life to publicly criticize and try to hurt, says a lot about you. You're not a happy person, you're not a genuine person, and you're not emotionally honest. Three, I put a great amount of effort and attention into the Last Symptom Fundamentals course over a long period of time. It took a lot of work, took a lot of effort, took a lot of writing. I created it to genuinely help people. It is genuinely helping those who are a lot more genuine and sincere than Marilyn is. It's been changing lives since I made it available. I'm extremely proud of it, and it brings me great satisfaction to see people's lives being instantly improved by it. The reason I advertise it so often is because this is the only way people can reasonably learn of its existence and possibly benefit themselves from it. If you can't understand this, or if this explanation for why I might possibly mention it so often didn't occur to you, maybe you should consider why that is. I'll give you a hint. You're not an emotionally honest person. Number four, 
The episodes of the show that I dedicated to those who have taken the Last Symptom Fundamentals course that you made mention of, those episodes of the alumni with, that feature the alumni of that course, are you implying, Marilyn, that I told those people what to say? Because I don't think that they would appreciate that. And I don't, I definitely know that they wouldn't agree with you on that. And if you're not implying that, what is the problem? If these folks took the fundamentals course and their lives are improving, what is your problem with this? It's amazing to me that Marilyn is so critical of a program that she hasn't even taken herself. She hasn't even taken it herself, but she thinks that she is a better judge of it than the actual alumni of that program who she has had the opportunity to listen to talk about their experiences and results for themselves. But Marilyn thinks that it is totally rational that her guesses about the nature of it are more reliable than the actual students who have had that experience. It really gives you an idea of how grounded this person's thinking is. By the way, I'm glad Marilyn hasn't taken the course because she's so disingenuous and insincere that it wouldn't do her any good anyway. And she'd only use the experience to find more things to gripe about or to support reasons why her existing gripes have merit when they don't. The Last Symptom Fundamentals course works for those who are ready and genuine, period. Marilyn only has to listen non-critically to the students talk about the experience for themselves to know this, but she's not able to do that. Five, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course is superior to any other program out there that I know about. Why can I say this? Because I have experience with those other programs, and they did nothing real for me. They're not doing anything real for anybody out there. I once had borderline personality disorder, and now I don't. What I put into the Last Symptom Fundamentals course comes directly from the experience of knowing what made a difference and what did not. Six, despite the fact that the Last Symptom Fundamentals course is greatly superior to other comparable programs, I have it priced at thousands, thousands of dollars less than any of those other programs. The intensive program that I myself that I myself went through cost me upwards of six thousand dollars, all said and told. The last symptom fundamentals course is superior and more effective for what it is designed for, and I only ask four hundred and fifty dollars. Let me say that again. Other programs cost thousands of dollars and are less effective. My program is more effective and I only ask $450. Now let me ask you, Marilyn, how on earth 
do your conclusions about me harmonize with this? Do you really think I'm getting rich off of somebody every once in a while enrolling in a $450 program? Do you really think that if money was my driving interest that I would be living off so little? Let me ask you this, Marilyn, maybe you can just tell us all. How old is the car I'm driving? Does it need new tires? Can I afford new tires? How many miles does it have on the odometer? How much money do I work with in my bank account each week with all of my expenses? And what are all of my expenses, by the way, doing this show and that you get to listen to and munch off of for free? How about this? Tell us how much money I spent on new clothes last month and where I bought them from. If you say anything other than Walmart, you're wrong. Or maybe you would like to tell everybody what my most luxurious possession is and how much that's worth. Perhaps you'd like to tell us how much the last symptom brings in every month. And then I will dare you to trade places with me, Marilyn. I'll get your salary and you get mine. How about that? Or how about this, Marilyn? Why don't you tell us how many times I have gifted the Last Symptom Fundamentals course to people completely at no cost whatsoever to them, even though I could have used those funds? How many times have I said, listen, I'm going to give you access don't worry about paying me anything. How many times, Marilyn? Do you know? Do you care? If I told you that I've given it away for free to just as many people as those who could afford the cost, would it change your critical conclusions about me? I don't think it would because I don't think you're an emotionally honest person. I think you're a bitter, critical person looking for the worst in me. I'll tell you this, Marilyn. If you and I were to trade financial situations, I don't think it would be too long before you, as holier than thou as you are, I don't think it would be too long before you'd be raising the prices on these modest services I offer. Nobody is getting rich off of the Last Symptom Fundamentals course or the other modest services I offer. It's a completely buffoonish notion rooted in unhappiness, purposeful ignorance, and bitterness. Without financial returns for any given work, that work cannot continue. Marilyn, you know this, as do all of us know this. But only people like Marilyn pretend like they don't know it in order for their ridiculous criticisms to work at all. I charge what I think I can get by on modestly and fairly and still do this work. My interest is in making my work as available to everybody I possibly can, no matter their financial situations, while fairly supporting my ongoing efforts. 
when I developed the last symptom fundamentals course I had advisors tell me to charge twice as much it was me who said no I don't want to price out anybody who really needs it and can benefit from it the same goes for what I charge for phone calls I had people advising me to charge a hundred dollars more and upwards than what I settled on I said no I don't want to price out anybody who really needs it and can benefit from these things. So frankly, Marilyn, and anybody else like you, you're full of shit. You don't know what you're talking about. So why open your mouth anyway and put your ignorance on full display? Marilyn then says, he being me, spends most of an episode admonishing his listeners for not signing up to his paid classes. Just odd. All of you long-term listeners, is she telling the truth here? Is she being honest? If each episode is about an hour long, do I spend most of the hour admonishing you for not signing up to my paid classes? First of all, Marilyn, you're not using the word admonish correctly. I would admonish somebody to enroll in the course. I would not admonish them for not signing up for it. What you probably mean is chastise. But all you long-term listeners, is Marilyn being honest here? Do I spend the majority of every hour of every show chastising you for not enrolling in the last Symptom Fundamentals course? Marilyn... I don't think I've ever chastised anybody or pressured anybody at all to enroll in the fundamentals course or for not enrolling in the fundamentals course, let alone for the majority of each episode of this show. And I'm not sure why you would tell such a blatant untruth when the episodes are all out there for anybody to listen to for themselves. So it's a purposeful lie. And again, here is the truth. I open most shows with an introduction that lasts between 5 to 10 minutes. I'll share some personal things and often give a preview of what the main topics of the episode will be about. Then there's usually a brief segment where I mention thelastsymptom.com, the donation arrangement, as well as the free and paid services I offer. The only time this segment ever goes over just a brief few minutes is when I have unveiled a brand new service that I want to fully explain to people. Otherwise, it only lasts a few short minutes at most. The rest of the show is dedicated to the primary topic which I later try to round out with a lighthearted story or something fun or something interesting that is off topic. That's the truth. Marilyn knows it, but she wants to pretend that she doesn't know it, so that, again, her criticisms can seem to make any sense whatsoever. Speaking of odd, Marilyn, do you have a mirror anywhere in your purse? You might want to get that out. Next, Marilyn takes aim at the sex episode. You remember that back in Season 2, Episode 47? Apparently, Marilyn thinks that on a show geared toward adults, 
whose entire purpose is to help people escape shame, that sex can't be spoken about honestly and openly. So basically I guess this makes Marilyn a four-year-old. Here's what Marilyn says in her incredible powers of reason on full display. She says, he has an episode on oversharing, a known BPD symptom, but just a few episodes before he is graphically sharing his favorite sexual acts for almost an entire one-hour episode, which is not relevant to an educational program on emotional health. Oh, really? That's, that's interesting, Marilyn, that there's nothing possibly relevant <laughs> about that related to emotional health. Then, when his listeners call him out on this, he rails against them, that they are the ones with the problem, which sounds like gaslighting. All this reduces his credibility and does his listeners a disservice, since many are seeking sincere help to learn accurate information. If only Brian Barnett could focus on what he claims the show is about, sharing information relevant to emotional health and less of his self-indulgence. I, I don't see anybody here in the room with me, Marilyn. I, I'm looking around, and it's just me. I don't see anybody else. I, I can't talk about anybody else. I can't tell stories about your life, can I? can't tell stories about anybody else's life except for people that I might know and be very personally associated with. So what can you expect on my show? What can you really expect on my show? What kind of stories are you going to get on my show when I want to start telling stories or just talking about life and getting off topic of the emotional health topic? I guess you're stuck with hearing about me and my life, Marilyn. It's just the way it works. I don't know why that is so hard for Marilyn to understand. Do any Is it surprising to any of you out there then I'm not sitting here telling stories about Jim Carrey every episode. Why am I not telling stories about Jim Carrey every episode? Because I'm not Jim Carrey. So, because Marilyn isn't bright enough or emotionally honest enough to understand why the sex episode was so important in regards to emotional health and issues of shame... She herself has concluded that it just had no value. No value whatsoever. She could have turned the show off at any time, mind you, but she didn't. And yet again, because she personally is not bright enough or emotionally honest enough to comprehend the real purpose for that episode, this is her proof that I'm a liar and that when I tell you that I authentically recovered from borderline personality disorder, that I'm lying to you. Not even the follow-up episode to the sex episode, where I went on to further explain the reasons for that show, helped Marilyn any. And how could it have? You'd have to be genuine and well-intentioned for either of those shows to have done you any good. But according to Marilyn, this is gaslighting. Thousands of other people understood the purpose for those two episodes and saw great value in them. But my pointing this out and suggesting that maybe Marilyn is simply not getting it. According to Marilyn, that's me gaslighting her. Well, Marilyn, 
What about all those other people? What would you say to them? If you're in the minority and most people got the purpose of those episodes and appreciated them, how is this an example of me gaslighting you? If sex embarrasses you and you view it as something shameful that can't be talked about in even the most intimate of forums where shame is a fundamental topic of discussion, how is this possibly my problem? It's not my problem. It's your problem. And if you take comfort in the idea that you're being gaslighted so that you don't have to look inward and it's everybody else that is quote-unquote odd and quote-unquote bizarre and your way of viewing these things and living life is just the norm and the standard that all other things have to make sense by good luck but Marilyn nothing you have said in your review harmonizes with the facts it's all cognitive dissonance and an abundance of emotional dishonesty I'm a huckster trying to get everybody's money but none of the facts point in that direction with any honest analysis whatsoever yet you're certain about it anyway I only do this for my own benefit even though I spend great amounts of my own energy time and finances to do it whether I get equal reimbursement back or not yet you're still convinced that you know my real motives I spend a majority of every show trying to sell the fundamentals course to everybody but each show is only about an hour long and I only spend about two minutes in each show mentioning the fundamentals course at all yet you're convinced that I'm using the show for that purpose anyway. The only possible explanation for why I frequently advertise the fundamentals course is because I'm after everybody's money. Even though you can't even work out the details of how the money from that would be enough for even you yourself to live off of month to month. And still this doesn't give you pause. It doesn't make you reevaluate your conclusions. The much more reasonable and probable explanation doesn't even occur to you that I advertise it because I trust it'll help people and advertising it is the only way people can learn it exists. No, that can't be it, Marilyn says. I don't like this guy very much, so it can't be that. Nobody should be allowed to refute any of the ignorant nonsense and outright lies that you spread about them publicly, Marilyn, because if they do, it means they have an emotional disorder. When you look out at the world, Marilyn, I suppose the only politicians and celebrities you see out there suing people for for, for defamation are those with emotional disorders, is that right? There can't possibly be any perfectly healthy people out there who don't want to let ignorant people talk stupid lies about them unchallenged. Discussing sex among adults within a body of work that revolves around issues of shame has no legitimate purpose. So it's just an example of oversharing and again proof of an emotional disorder. 
you might be the only person, Marilyn, listening to this, that these things all sound perfectly legit to, that th- that this makes sense to. None of this, that none of these premises make sense whatsoever. But I acknowledge you're right, and everybody's right, to leave honest reviews on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else. And I also acknowledge that those reviews don't have to be fair, reasonable, logical, or based in reality or facts. But while I acknowledge your right to publicly air your criticisms, I also acknowledge my right to use my platform to set the record straight. Now for all you listeners, I've saved the best for last. This is the part that is really going to put all this it's really going to show how crazy the thinking of this person is and show you just how ridiculous and senseless the person is being. This is how Marilyn closes out her dishonest review. She says, I recommend the first half or so of season one. Otherwise, Fast forward 20 or 30 plus minutes of each episode to get past his sales pitch. That's by Marilyn, 1688 on Apple Podcasts, September 17th, 2021. What do you all think about that? Marilyn is supposedly walking around with the opinion that I'm nothing but a huckster interested in your money, that I'm lying to you, when I say I authentically rid myself of borderline personality disorder, she's just spent the whole review telling you that I still have borderline personality disorder. She asserts that healthy people never refute public lies and slander, that the majority of each show is spent trying to sell you things, and that the shows are unhelpful as far as discussions about emotional health go, and on and on and on. But she recommends listening anyway. She ultimately recommends listening anyway. Why? The show has value only if the premise that I once had borderline personality disorder and now I don't have it is true. If that premise is not true, then what on earth would be the point of listening at all? What could be the only thing? Entertainment. That's the only possible reason for listening if the entire premise for this show is false. But the brief segments where I don't talk about emotional health is one of her biggest complaints. Did, did you not notice that? that in her complaint, one of the biggest aspects of her complaint was the segments where I don't talk about emotional health. One of her biggest complaints is how I share things about myself unrelated to the week's primary topic about emotional health. She wants me to start the show, definitely not mention any of my services that financially make it possible for me to do the show, Definitely not talk about myself or share any moments of levity with you. Definitely not challenge any public falsehoods being said about me. And just talk for an hour about borderline personality disorder. She wants it to go like this. Do this. Do this. 
Now do this. She wants the show to go for 50 straight minutes like that, and then she wants me to say, okay, that's the show, bye. At the same time, remember that according to her, I'm lying when I say I authentically recovered from borderline personality disorder. And she uses terms like odd and bizarre to describe me, (laughs) to describe my approach to the show. So she wants you to know that I'm lying about having authentically recovered from borderline personality disorder, but that there are large portions of the season worth listening to anyway. Is any of this making sense to you listeners? Of course it doesn't make sense, because this person, Marilyn, doesn't even make sense to herself. She's not an emotionally honest person. This entire review is a real-life example in action of watching a person whose emotions determine reality for her. You get that? You're looking, we're seeing an example here of a person whose emotions determine reality for her. What happens when you see a person whose emotions determine reality? Well, that explains why one minute they're saying this thing and then the next minute they're saying this entirely contradictory thing. It's why none of the comp it's why none of the complaints are supported by facts. They're just feelings. She just feels this way. She feels this way and she feels that way and then she feels feeling this thing and then she's feeling that thing. This is the pseudo reality that makes up Marilyn's everyday life. And she uses terms like odd and bizarre to describe me in a review that is the very definition of odd and bizarre. I bet most of you who are listening to this can see this now that we've put all this into context. That Marilyn's reality, the, the, literally the reality that she exists in, is defined by her feelings. And what do we know about feelings? They're constantly changing. Like literally constantly changing what I feel in one millisecond I might feel entirely different in the next millisecond and so when you're reading this these complaints about her they're all contradictory and none of them make sense none of them are based on reality yeah you take the thing about um, me selling the last symptom fundamentals course for the majority of every episode just take that one thing now go back into last week's episode of the show go back 10 episodes of this show and see if that's true it's not true I spend maybe 2 minutes mentioning it but when you feel like something is going on for a long time and your reality your your little re, your literal reality as you perceive it is determined by how you feel by your feelings then you say something like that because it felt like it went on for a long time even though it only went on for two minutes so then you end up writing something completely stupid like that can be easily disproved like he spends all of his episodes talking about it for the majority of the program even though every program each episode is about an hour long so that would mean for like 35 40, 40 minutes of every episode I'm just talking about the last symptom fundamentals course so that's what we're seeing here 
somebody living in a pseudo-reality determined by her feelings. And now that you have that context, I bet you can see that that's what's going on. Will Marilyn be able to see it? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think she's that self-aware. I hope she sees it. And I hope that she sees some value in today's episode and doesn't just view it as a personal attack. Frankly, it is a personal attack because she unfairly, critically attacked me. So it's one, it's a personal attack that she was begging for and she deserves. She chose to make it public. She could have just sent me an email, but she didn't. But she made her attack public and now I'm making my response public. So she was begging for it. She deserves it. But even so, if I didn't think this whole conversation wouldn't have legitimate benefits for the rest of my audience, I wouldn't have dedicated a whole show to it. And I might I might not have even mentioned it at all. Like I said, um, I get these sorts of I get this sort this sort of feedback all the time. And Marilyn thinks that because in the show I've addressed these sorts of things on a couple of isolated occasions she thinks that I just can't go uh, a day without talking about it but again if you've been listening to the show for a while you know that I go many episodes without bringing anything like this up fair is fair and as I said before I do respect her right to leave the review I think it's an idiotic review that's my honest opinion but I respect her right to voice it and I recognize my right to respond to it publicly just as she made her uh, review public especially since her idiotic review is going to be out there now forever for everybody to see I want to express that I know that the vast majority of you listening out there are reasonable and fair people who almost always give me the benefit of the doubt even when you may not fully understand my reasons for bringing up certain topics or addressing things in the way that I do. I appreciate that more than you know. You know, speaking of the sex episode, there were a lot of people who were caught off guard by that, even though I tried to give every possible warning in the world that I wasn't going to pull any punches on that show. And there were many people who waited until the next episode for, for more context and uh, a lot of you are still listening today and I really appreciate that more than you know also my having to bring up and remind people of thelastsymptom.com every week and the fundamentals course and donations and these sorts of things are not my favorite part of the show either if I'm being completely honest with you if I had my druthers I'd love to be able to do each episode of the show without mentioning those things at all. But I hope most of you appreciate that it's it's a very important and necessary aspect of the show. If you're listening to my podcast, I'm assuming you listen to other podcasts too, and you know that all shows, almost all shows, advertise all sorts of things that interrupt the podcast right in the middle where they're urging you to visit sponsors and stuff like that. So anybody who listens to podcasts or watches anything on YouTube knows this very well. Marilyn, even you know it. So the idea that you would criticize my announcements about my services as if it's something totally unheard of 
and that nobody else ever does is really disingenuous of you. But anyway, while other shows have ads and commercials about things that are completely unrelated to their topics, I hope you appreciate that I'm not trying to sell you socks or a new hat. The services I have to mention on each show are things that are important and beneficial to my audience that I personally have created and that I personally endorse and that support my ability to provide you this show every week for now the fourth year. So thank you for enduring the parts where I have to mention these things each week. As I say, it's not my favorite part of doing this either. It's just a necessary part. I feel like this is a good time to mention that if you're somebody who enjoys this show or if you're somebody who feels like you've genuinely benefited from some of the insights I share here and you'd like to help counterbalance this really nasty, unfair, unhappy critical review that Marilyn left on Apple Podcasts last week, please consider leaving a positive review of your own over on Apple Podcasts. I'm not asking you to say anything. Uh, I'm not asking you to say anything you don't really feel. Be genuine, be fair, express yourself honestly, but hopefully uh, it'll be a positive review. Marilyn's review, even though it's only one review, is extremely negative and detrimental to the ongoing success of this show. People will be seeing that review for years to come, especially if it's the first one people see. This could be enough to steer potentially hundreds or even thousands of people away from giving the last symptom a chance for themselves. So the way I think about it is that as long as the freshest review is always a positive one, and as long as the positive reviews always vastly outnumber the negative reviews, the last symptom should be fine. But remember that critical people, unhappy people, always seem to be much more motivated to put in the time and effort and even go out of their way to bitch and moan. So there's always a danger that the bitchers and moaners could overwhelm the positive reviewers. And I would love it if you could help the last symptom stay at high positive ratings. So, again, if you'd like to help counterbalance Maryland's negative review, please consider taking a few minutes out of your day to contribute a positive review of your own to Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate that very much. I know it's a bother. I know that uh, it's it can be a disruption to the day, but if you find the time and you have the inclination... Please do that, and I thank you very much. Now to close, let me remind you about thelastsymptom.com. <laughs> you see there, oh, Marilyn, you haven't changed anything. Thelastsymptom.com is my website full of free resources. It's also where you can support my overall body of work with a donation. Additionally, there are some paid services there, such as one-on-one phone conversations with me, one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and of course, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which in case you haven't figured it out yet, is a two-week intensive pre-recorded online video presentation. Works with anybody's schedule, no matter what that schedule is, 
and it's for anybody interested in authentically recovering from an emotional disorder such as borderline personality disorder. How long did that take? 30 seconds? Or as Marilyn would have you believe, the majority of the show. Folks, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Happy autumn to everybody. The best three seasons of the year are just getting started here where I am, and I'm very happy about that. This Saturday, I'm hosting a free last symptom get-together on Zoom. Doesn't cost anybody anything, except for me. It costs me something, but not you. It's just an excuse to hang out for a bit and enjoy each other's company casually. It will probably go on for a few hours at least. So the details are this. It's going to be this September 25th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's New York time. To keep things manageable, the only people who will be able to attend are those who are members of the Last Symptom community with us on the Locals platform. You can join our community there by going to thelastsymptom.locals.com or by downloading the Locals app from the App Store, that's L-O-C-A-L-S, and searching for The Last Symptom. The link and details for the Zoom get-together are already posted there on the Last Symptom community on Locals for members who are supporters. That's all, folks. Thanks for listening. I'll talk at you next week. The topic I have planned is the apology process as a follow-up to last week's discussion. And in fact, it was going to be this week's topic, but uh, Marilyn sidetracked us. So that's all I've got. Take care, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.